Welcome to Anthem, we're a couple of fans discuss- discussing Canadian prog rock by our favorite trio, Rush. We'll have a short listen, a little chat, and maybe even learn a thing or two. Well said, Craig. Hello, my name is Miles. I'm the biggest Rush fan that I've ever been personally, because I literally am the heaviest I've ever been. That makes no sense. Uh, well, I guess it does. It does. But I don't know about that. What I do know is I, as Miles said, I'm Craig, and I I guess I like Rush. Yeah, well, you and should. That's all I have to say about it. You should, because we're talking about, like, one of their biggest albums. Oh, but sorry, you have another line. Fuck. Oh, so take yourself out a nice cold beer, and let's burn the midnight oil. Miles. Craig. Today... We are discussing Rush's eighth full-length studio album, Moving Pictures. And this is a big one. Uh, I know this is probably a lot of people's favorite album, uh, from what I gathered. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll have a lot to say about it. Uh, yeah, that's true. I'd like, I, I, I honestly did not do my work as hard on this one. Like, uh, I don't know a lot of facts about, you know, and even the lyrics, like I didn't really look that deeply into this time, but um, I think it's a little more self-explanatory this one anyway. Yeah, this album, the way it stands as probably, I mean, I think it is their best selling record uh, at a cursory glance at over 5 million records sold to date, albums, however you want to call it. I don't even know if they count that with digital sales and now they're streaming, so who cares? This is old man info. Mm. Um, but but the, nonetheless, but, the fact that this is their biggest album kind of makes it an odd listen for me because it's like, you're hearing a lot of tracks that you hear on the radio all the time. Yeah, um, totally. Like the first half of it, pretty much. The and, first three songs, uh, I think, are, and four maybe, are like very common to hear. Like just anywhere, I feel like yeah. I've been hearing a lot of Rush lately, and I think I heard, yeah, I think I heard three of these, well, two, two of these songs recently on the radio, like in the next like two days. Yeah, it's that, it's that big. Um, it's, it was a su- successful bridging of pop and prog, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, I'd say this this album uh, maybe is like you know Y Y Z, but like there's nothing very, I don't know, metal about it, which I maybe can't say about a lot of Rush, but I mean, there's some on each album almost a little bit, I feel like, and yeah. like I say, maybe YYZ is a little bit of taste of metal, but... Maybe a bit of Witch Hunt, too, is kind of metal. Yeah, okay. But yeah, it's, uh, it's funny, too, because it keeps coming up now um, <clears throat> in reading some of Martin's books, Martin Popoff, off-mentioned uh, author... Uh, that I use as a resource for this uh, podcast, uh, him or somebody in there mentions how, uh, yeah, this album is regularly ranked as like a top heavy metal album. So, and that Martin growing up, I think he did point it out that um, at the very least, even if Rush wasn't considered a metal band, it seemed like all of the metal people were into Rush. So it's this it's this thing like they're a metal band but they're not there's they they use it but they're not limited to being metal so just thought i'd throw that well on yeah with that note i think maybe let's just get into it 
I have a little um, bit of info if you'd like some trivia. Oh, sorry. Yep, no, let's hear some okay. trivia first. Well, first of all, uh, it was recorded once again at La Studio in Moraine Heights in Quebec. La Studio. Much like permanent wave. <clears throat> permanent waves. Sorry, I'm choking up. I'm, I'm crying just thinking about it. It must have been so much fun. <laughs> Uh, they were in the Quebec again like they did with Permanent Waves uh, and once again they recorded in a cottage this time or not recorded they um, wrote to the album in about a month uh, in a cottage at Stony Lake uh, Petersboro um, so around this time apparently Alex had developed a hobby of building remote control planes um, hmm. and at one point during the recording one of them uh, crashed into someone's truck and it exploded and put a big hole on top of it. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then another thing I read which sounded insane is that apparently they were also <laughs> they were also meddling with rocket launchers um, <laughs> while they were recording. Uh, that sounds cool. Tony Geranios? Geranios? Uh, launched a... Uh, launched one that almost blew up Alex's Mercedes, apparently. So. <laughs> I don't know who that is. He might have uh, owned the farm they were hanging out in. Um, Alex. Tony, write to us. Let us know. Alex was the owner of the Mercedes. Not clear on if that's Alex Lifeson or a different Alex, but I'm assuming it's Alex Lifeson. You're like, I don't know who that is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Apparently up to like this album, they were still technically in debt with their recording studio. So like this is Mm. like they really you know popped off and it's eminent broke out yeah they they busted it out with this album mm-hmm. and that is evidenced by the record sold compared to others it's like this is i mean compared to other ones from again at a cursory glance it's like five times as many records sold as like this well not the second selling one but as like any of the other top five or something 2112 yeah, i like guess this is the album that is just like the most palatable for yeah like every everybody everybody yeah, definitely yeah um okay i think that uh with that we can maybe break in discuss the first track here yeah with i guess the most famous rush song maybe like kind of what you were saying uh last time yes tom sawyer Uh, starts with an iconic keyboard wash which Tom Sawyer actually had to do a little research. Which Tom hey. Sawyer, <laughs> as written by Mark Twain in uh, 1876, a uh, fun loving all American youth growing up around the Mississippi uh, who tricks people into working for him so he can afford to be lazy. Oh, that's funny. He, he indirectly and unwittingly kills a man and gets his gold. Uh, he also tries to enlist his best friend to be partners in a gang who declined. Uh, what does this have to do with the song (laughs) yeah not totally sure uh what info i have about it is that this is a um rare collaboration between neil and a man named paille dubois who is a lyricist Mm. poet who uh wrote lyrics for max webster another canadian rock outfit um and there's some pretty cool lyrics honestly yeah but they're a little more um i guess like visual abstract. and abstract for sure yeah, so what for sure what neil was saying is that neil as a lyricist and you know even down to being a drummer he's much more orderly and like yeah kind of like objective about things i guess and um so he really likes that pairing of they're coming from two different directions lyrically uh and it does make for a pretty visually striking but confusing uh lyrical song song lyrically i should say yeah well i think i think 
to be real, the the as Tom Sawyer actually is like a bit of a placeholder for use of the modern time. Yeah, I guess. And so. I yeah, and I mean they're unruly and you know you wanting to break out and do something and you know uh, you just sitting on their hands or whatever. And uh, I think it's important to note that uh, in the book he's which I have not, I think I did read actually ages ago, but. Uh, he's especially strong-willed, essentially. Like he kind of does what you know follows his heart. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it paints a figure, a, a picture of an interesting figure, uh, and with the kind of sounds. Like this is an album that Crazy might sound sounds. kind of dated to people, but I just love. Yeah. I love how it sounds. Like it, it, it sounds datedly futuristic to me. So it's. I don't know it, if you said it already. Who produced this one? Produced once again by Terry Brown. Yeah, like, man, the production again is just like freaking amazing. Well, some people, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Just listening to it with headphones, I thought it was like really cool, like revisiting and and just like listening to the volume up, you know, Mm -hmm. vibing out. It's a good song to vibe out to. I mean, I've heard a lot of times, but it's still cool. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that one. Uh, Terry, some people might say this was his uh, apex, you know, um, work with the band, his opus with Rush, because we only have one more album left with him doing production Mm -hmm. with them. Uh, And it is not as successful as an album as Moving Pictures, but none of them are after this point. Kind of sad to say, but that's okay, because there's a lot (laughs) more to talk about. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess this is peak of a certain type of rush for sure like i mean yeah. i wouldn't even call this peak rush in my opinion i mean uh yeah. i don't think i like this album as much as some of the other albums like as a as a whole album i we'll save that for the end greg um Tom's, <laughs> yeah tom sawyer so musically Sorry. no it's okay uh this <laughs> this song is very <laughs> cool um well like you said the opening synth line like that is that's it's nice. You hear it and it's like grabs you. It's good. I think that's a big part. Like they've mastered, I think, uh, on the album and, and in the song, there's like a certain mastery of just that like sort of, it's it's not even like a background instrument in a lot of cases. It just like sets the vibe. Yeah. And and it's it's just there to set the vibe. Like their other instruments are there to do a lot of talking and uh, the synth does a bit of talking, but it's mostly just there to set the vibe. Like, right. and in this song, it does have its own little line in there. Famous line. And uh, yeah, just to bounce off of what you were pointing out, um, th- they're successfully setting up a vibe within like seconds of, of the start of a song in a way that they had to yeah. do over the course of like a minute and a half for a song like Xanadu, you know? Yeah. So it's like, that's where they're at mini right now. Epic. Yeah. Mini epic. Mini epic in a way, sure. Well, they're just finding that way to master. Like they're just they've learned all these things. They're they're honing their craft. And in some ways, there's a there's a song I am kind of looking forward to talking about because I have a take on it that may be unique, maybe not, but uh, mm-hmm. it kind of reflects where they are as musicians at this point. Um, but we'll get to that later. Uh, but Tom Sawyer, I think, is a successful. Uh, it's a great song. I mean, holy fuck! What else can you say about it? I guess what I will say cool. is, when I um, first heard it, I didn't, um, I didn't like the guitar solo very much. Uh, it took me a while to kind of understand what was going on there. 
Um, yeah, I, I I think the guitar is weirdly like pitchy, but it kind of works. I think I, I I don't know if I if I'm in love with the guitar as opposed to some of the other stuff that uh, you know I'm into. Yeah, uh, from Alex. You've mentioned before that you don't like Alex when he's kind of being more yeah. screechy and uh, doing just that gets weird tones and like as opposed to like to offset like Getty's like deep like oh just like growl tone like some of the tones that that Getty gets are just like oh yeah. and and Especially it's like album. it's a different spectrum like being high in treble and like uh, I don't know it, it just it's it's more grating or off-putting to me it's not as much I don't know. I'm just not as into it. It's fine. I mean, if that's your thing, you know, I, I like what he's doing. It's just the, you know, he's just like strangling the guitar, guitar a, little a little bit. Yeah, it, it's it's as jazz players would say. It's a bit more outside. And uh, okay, I listen to people like Miles Davis and John Coltrane. So I'm I'm a real jazz head now. So um, I'm into that oh, sound. Wow. And. <laughs> I, I I think I read at one point that Alex was trying to emulate Alan Holdsworth uh, for this guitar solo, and uh, Alan Holdsworth is the literal legal name of my second cat. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so I think there are some really epic melodies, uh, forty-seven seconds, and and just transitions and stuff like the transitions in this song are so smooth. And and to hear like is I guess it's seven eight in in and there's some other times like eight twelve or something twelve eight and uh, uh, like just to hear some unusual timings and then man did they ever pull that off seamlessly like I don't think I've ever heard that in a pop song and and truly this is a pop song for you know its popularity like whoa. Uh, like you can hear the song all over the place and that line instantly recognizable anybody on the street in Canada at least (laughs) knows what that line is for sure right it's now it's adult it's adult prog. Like I feel like that's what they've done now. Like you were saying, you know, they 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 were prog and and they they learned a lot of stuff. Now it's almost like they've grown up, and this is their like jazz or like adult prog. Like you know, some of the synth, like it's synth fi. Like they 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 throw in some weird sounds, but it like it totally, I don't know, adds something in like the weirdest way sometimes. That you're like, yeah, like. Well, and again, this you know, album, it is that perfect fusion because we call this more of an adult prog thing, but uh, they're just scratching the surface of their career at this point, and they definitely do go into more of, like, a smoother, a jazzier sort of direction (laughs) um, in certain respects, so looking forward to hearing your opinion on that and everyone else's opinion. Yeah, and and, you know, I think this album uh, and this song too a little bit uh, kind of get into gets into almost like more theatrical sounding. Well, right. That makes sense. So that alludes to the name of the album, I guess. Moving Pictures. I think that Getty did actually consider each song to be its own kind of film in, in you know in one's mind. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Uh, well, okay, so I have a couple things, though, before we go, uh, move on, is, uh, I just want to throw, uh, some, 
timing times at you here. So one fifty eight baseline and the guitar pitch winds. <laughs> and then the two thirty two two thirty two is is drum fill o'clock. That yeah. like man, I love some of the fills here. It's so cool. <laughs> Neil's most famous and, drum fills probably. Oh, and they're everywhere. And uh, the uh, 258 drum trippy snare. Um, so I was gonna say like uh, I I, think I did that intro uh, the anthem. Um, I learned that on the keyboard. Uh, just that very first like 30 seconds of, of bass. And, and um, I was gonna pretend that I learned Y Y Z on drums. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, I just can't show you right now. I wow. Know. Nothing would shock me more uh, than <laughs> if you learned. <laughs> <laughs> just out of the blue, like, showed you the, the YYZ, like, yeah. just some random fill on there. Just with no indication, like, as long as we've known each other that you've been practicing it. Unless you're <laughs> claiming it's like, it's either taken you, like, three years or you've just, like, been practicing so hard for two weeks. This is like my full time job now. Yeah. <laughs> in two weeks, I don't know if I could even do it in two weeks, like full time. Like, it, there's so many, there's so many things. Like, it'd be like learning, uh, it'd be like learning a hundred page book by heart. I feel like. Yeah, it's an it's, endeavor. It'd be, it'd be, yeah. Well, it'd it's be it's tough. one of those things where it's like the eighty um, percent of it will take like twenty percent of the time, but the last twenty percent would be yeah. like eighty. Like that's that's like so much shit, but. Um, the, the drum that fills. I feel like you get to the drum fills and it's like, okay, well, uh, this is going to take a big chunk of my time now. Like, it's like, like he can just pull, tri I think it's triplets, like just anywhere. Like he just does these little triplets, like on with the kick and, and just some of the toms, like just rolls. Maybe it's just rolls. He just like rolls and he'll just like roll with like everything all at once kind of but it, mm -hmm. and he kind of it just like oh, makes it flow yeah well i don't know my favorite part of that little fill section is the second one where it is kind of i'm looking at your arms and how you're doing it and that's certainly how i'm imagining it's where it sounds like an engine almost <laughs> the whole like i like yeah it's kind of like the sort of thing he's doing in anthem i think like yeah yeah that's what i thought when i was uh listening to anthem actually it's kind of similar yeah so there you go it is funny when you look at some of this stuff like there are it's not like he's never read like on the same fill like obviously he does reuse fills um yeah apparently he it took a very long time before he would even consider doing any sort of like remotely similar um just drum uh beat though apparently it took a while for the guys to be like look you don't have to make every single drum beat sound unique like <laughs> it's fine yeah and i yeah and there's a, a good example on on this album i think later that there's some really cool like unique drums that you're like oh just catch you off guard a little bit right on okay. he does some unique stuff yeah okay anyway so uh last thing i have to say about the song is uh like is this getty's new range like is getty this is adult getty now like he's grown up yeah i guess so he's like 30 ish the, uh, like they're getting more refined or something yeah and he's definitely, uh, I mean, he's still hitting some higher notes in this song, but it's not, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a far cry from 2112. 
And a Far Cry from Far Cry. People will get that if they know Lady (laughs) Rush. Well, okay, we should... Let's get... Enough about Tom Sawyer. Yeah, so on to Red Bruschetta. Yeah, you idiot. It's Farshetta. <laughs> this guy won't even eat bruschetta, and he makes a joke like this. I, I don't even like bruschetta, yeah. guys. Sorry. Tomatoes are not my thing. Well, do you like this song? I like this song. Yeah. This one's very cinematic, as you were talking about. This one's got nostalgia and, like, some fast... Yeah rhythms and it's got some uh yeah like auditory visuals whatever we were talking about right you know, we, <laughs> yeah uh that shit is what i like that shit is lit yeah <laughs> well we've we've made it to this point red barchetta is the outro theme everyone i recorded it myself as i did with the intro but it's red barchetta red how do you say this barchetta i think it's barchetta Barchetta. And it's a car. It's a type of car. It's a type of car. Yeah, it's funny because you're right. It is a nostalgic sounding song, but lyrically, this kind of takes place in this uh, sci-fi, maybe dystopian yeah. future where people aren't allowed to drive. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I, I don't know if nostalgia has to necessarily relate to your past, but it does feel very pasty. Where yeah. like, so yeah, like you know, this guy is kind of going back in time by driving this car. Yes. And, like, yes. You know, and his uncle's claiming uh, this this time that used to be like. There's something nostalgic about that, like. Right. So let's let's summarize really quick. Like, it's about a guy who his uncle lets him drive this red barchetta car that he has. And well, first of all, his uncle has this sick like spot that's just like you know off the beaten track that nobody knows about. <laughs> a country home. And he like place. Yeah, and they go and like hang out there and live life. Like I'm assuming not like the gentry. You know, like they're. They're like bohemian uh, like, or something. Yeah, like uh, I don't know if you ever. Read, <laughs> I'm gonna dive, dive, you know, get offline here, but um, at Fahrenheit 451, oh, uh, where, yeah, okay, so like this this young girl moves in to this neighborhood where this guy is, uh, uh, like, you know, a bad guy, but he doesn't know it, and and so she moves in and totally shows him a different life. Like they they don't use any of the big screen TVs or whatever. That's like all hip they 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 hang out and play board games and shit and like nobody knew that was a thing you know but that was like something of the past that that people could actually interact with yeah and and this is i guess nostalgic in the same way like like maybe they're living in this world where they don't connect and and that he's connecting with his uncle and he's connecting with this old mode of transportation which happens to be like this really cool feeling and uh yeah like they they totally capture nostalgia in a bottle and like yeah. the 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 way the song is made the rock like you know it's very rock and like uh it's clean and and stylish uh it's just it just tells you a story and yeah like i'm totally along for the ride like <laughs> literally <laughs> they do a literal car screech uh and there's a they end in a race yeah, yeah. So that's, I guess, the climax Sick. of the song is this kid gets behind the wheel illegally and is, you know, uh, not instantly, but he's eventually pursued by the police. Right, the law. They find him. So he just. Oh, go ahead. Is it the police? Like I, I was listening back to this. I didn't actually look up the lyrics, but uh, it sounded to me like almost like there was other racers that he was racing. I don't think so. I think it's. Uh, I think it's like 
police vehicles or okay. something. Right. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I, I'm not going to check the lyrics right now, but either way, he gets the fuck out of there, right? And uh, yeah, well, yeah, they, yeah, he like takes off and yeah. Does he does he ditch the barchetta or does he take it back to his uncles? I think he takes it back because okay. he loses whoever he was chasing. Yeah. Or who was chasing? They him. lose him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, he loses them. Right. But like when but they're lo- lose right. the cops. They're like we <laughs> lost him, but he's like, yeah, I lost them. Yeah. <laughs> this is really yes. English language doesn't make sense, folks. We don't make the rules. So like speaking of the lyrics, uh, I I don't understand some of the lyrics just listening to them. Like at some point he says at four oh one he says a bleeding away awake or I don't know what he says. A gleaming alloy air car. A gleaming yeah. alloy air yeah, car. Yeah, air car. Yeah, yeah. A bleeding alloy air car. That's what I was like. I don't know what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready, ding, da, ding, brana, ding, da, ding, brana, ding, da, ding. This is just like uh, I've probably said this a few times already, but just the epitome of that kind of happy rush rock sound. Oh man, and the bass too. Like, God, I love the bass. Like, I'm not a bassist or anything, but God, I love the bass. Oh, you can't help but notice. <laughs> right. And then, uh, well, it's it's on this album, just again, with Terry's uh, masterful production. They've really mastered a sound on this album. So, again, we're just really hearing this division of the, what the bass and gu- the guitar are doing. They're occupying two different uh, audio yeah. like wavelengths and they're doing different parts so that they really pop up, you know. Where he's like, down, 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 Yeah, this this song rules, but again, I feel like you articulated the song as well as I could have from like a feel point of view. Like, this is a classic Rush song. You've probably heard it. You probably like it. This is maybe a lesser known one from this side, actually, but it's a lesser known of the weller known Rush songs. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a good one. It's, it's so therefore we can't quite call it a hidden gem, but it's like the hidden gem of side A of moving pictures. And it's the second <laughs> okay. song. <laughs> I like the guitar uh, solo in this one. Yeah, it's nice though. It's not like it's like you know, like it's very clean and it sounds it like clean. it's like nicely picked. Like I, I, I like it. Sounds substantial without getting. I don't know. Like it's not that I don't like the weird stuff it's just like sometimes like don't like the weird stuff <laughs> i think it's also there's maybe a chorus or a flange on his guitar a little bit so it just kind of gives it a an interesting dimension as well not like he it sounded do yeah that. it sounded yeah chorusy and and the uh, riffy and and there are kind of like back and forth a little bit uh i do I, like that's obviously that's a big part of his style is that sort of like back and forth with himself yeah well in a big part of his style we'll have more coming up here i guess is he does a lot of these arpeggios in his uh solos and uh he ends the solo with some kind of cool arpeggios where they're climbing up that'll you know do, 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 do. Uh, yeah. that's really tasty yeah okay so uh like it moving on um like it love it gotta gotta have it <laughs> why to the why to the Z- oh what is the last letter? Are you American or Canadian? <laughs> Zed, bro. It's YYZ. Zed. It's Zed. 
I thought you were going to make a pun too, like why not move on to the next song? No. Why why would you do that? <laughs> you know. YYZ. Zinger. This was an early Rush song I really dug. And in fact, this is one where I remember as an early YouTube adopter, I was looking this up live long before I ever actually heard the studio track. Mm. So That's cool. Um, do you... How does the song stand up? Uh, or does it... Is it even comparable to uh, uh, La Via Strangiato to you? It's, it's different. Like, I really do like it. La Via Strangiato just has different strengths and this has different strengths. I, I tend to like La Via Strangiato more, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I agree. With that. This song, I kind of like again. It kind of takes on a more futuristic vibe or something like the, uh, and it's because it's more in a specific mode the whole time. Uh, it gives it a sort of foreign sounding, you know, thing. And uh, well, even the drums, like some of the fills, like the two nineteen, the fill, it again, it, it goes into like Egypt. And there's fucking whips at 235. Yeah, totally. There then, are whips. Like, and uh, like it sounds, it sounds weird. Yeah, like there's some weird, some weird sound sounds to it. Well, the irony is that it's you know okay. Well, so YYZ, if you don't know, is Morse code or well, it's the uh, what do you what do you call it? The airplane, the air, the what do you call it, Craig? The air. <laughs> the fuck is it called you like you know tr- calgary's yyc uh, oh yeah sure the airport code or whatever yeah, yeah. okay yyz is toronto toronto's airport code or whatever you want to call it we don't know what it's called but we're gonna say that yyz yeah and the intro rhythm is a morse code representation of that uh, okay, that yeah. neil actually da, heard da, 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 dit, da, 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 sure play it over top of that yeah. it'll line up perfectly i see this is another uh, track so I, I said song and track at the same time it's a track that uh, it has another one of those really complicated unison lines between the whole band right before it kicks in uh, you probably know the one uh very impressive again that's something where it's like I feel like that would be so hard to fucking nail live and sync up with people because again it feels like it the rhythm it breathes I'd be shocked to hear if it was put to a click like what time is that yeah and what time is it like it's nah that wouldn't even like that's more of a that's like you said that's more of a feel like you know you feel it out thing and then you each get that feeling and you can't really just write that down i think that i think what we have to remember is that you know like all this is music theory like it's called music theory for for a reason reason. and and that's why it's because some stuff you can't just phrase properly and they did their best to try and phrase music uh so that you can reproduce it because back in the day there was no other way to do it but like stuff like this i think that it is an auditory thing like you can't just phrase it properly and you could but like what would be the point like 
I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, many eons from now. You don't want it to sound too rigid. It's, we talked about it at length on the last episode where, you know, well, I guess all this machinery making mo- modern music can still be open-hearted, but there's a limit, there's a line, like, there needs yeah, to be that yeah. human element, and that means human imperfections. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Okay. No, why was that great? Uh, I... I always uh, there's fucking whips, bro. There are whips. Whips. So when I first heard this song, um, or no, when I first heard the studio track, I, I had bought the CD and I put it on at the, uh, the, in the. I worked at the bay when I was a young man. I was in the loading zone. Uh, bay in the bay. Yeah. The, yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, it sounds like during the guitar solo it's either a whip or like glass shattering or something and so i'm listening to it and i'm in this like loading zone and i'm thinking that like <laughs> i've like you know accidentally set a pallet up and like it's falling apart you know i was like what's <laughs> happening and then i realized it was uh, just the song <laughs> like oh shit it happens twice too right? i think it happens like three or four times oh I, I, okay yeah Yes. Happens more than once. So I, it's it scared me a couple of times. <laughs> I think the fact that I kept repeating with the music in time, I was like, <laughs> oh, the, ah. the loading dock is not collapsing in on itself. Yeah, okay, the, that's good. The sky is not falling. But great, uh, great guitar solo from Alex. Uh, not like we we say this a lot, but this was this is how can you not like this? Yeah, and I think the synths are cool too. Like they do, they do some cool synth parts. And so this is obviously, in my mind, this is obviously a showcase for Neil. Like it's obviously a well-known drumming song. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you feel about that? Yeah. Uh... Well, I mean, one of the main features of this song that makes it so much fun uh, is the whole drum, bass, dueling solo section that leads into the guitar solo. They get that trade-off where, you know, we've got the da 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 And then, you know, it's so it's fucking sick. I love it. Yeah, it, it, and then the guitar does come in though too. Yeah. And, that, and then the guitar has a weird Egypt sounding part. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it sounds Egyptian to me. Yeah, it's, maybe it is mode. It is modal, so I think it's Phrygian. So what that would mean is that you know you get your root, the tonic, whatever key this is in. We'll say it's in B. I'm not sure if it's in B, but uh, it's then it goes up a half step from the root. So that gives it another Phrygian or a Locrian sort of sounding thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's used a lot. It evokes Egypt and, and parts of Europe and Asia and stuff. It's used in movies. It's a uh, a device that's used a lot to make something just sound foreign. And I should say, in you know, in America, North America. Yeah. 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 Again, this is music theory. M- music theory that we consider yeah. music theory is actually like classical European based and partially American music theory. But that's not the only music theory that exists either. So. Look, that's just a theory, okay? Theory of a dead man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and uh, so... Okay, so I've got a question for you. Shoot. If, if, <laughs> if Rush only played in this kind of style... Uh, like instrumental? 
Yeah, I guess. Okay, let's say it was instrumental, but but also occasionally they do uh, like a Cygnus epic style song. Mm-hmm. Only that, and you couldn't have any other Rush. Oh. Or would you choose that, or would you choose all of Rush minus that? Whoa. Oh, that's hard. But, I mean, like... <laughs> Ugh, well, it's such a weird situation. <laughs> is there a butterfly? <laughs> like, is there a butterfly effect? Because I'm like, if there's going to be other prog bands to like fill that hole, so to speak, then like, I would probably take the rush without all of that stuff, all of the wacky musical showmanship. But I do love it, uh, and if it, and if they, if if them not doing that re- remove that influence that it had on the music scene then that would be egregious <laughs> so I think again I'll just fucking kill myself I can't choose one hey you lose is this what you wanted what would you choose either way you lose I don't have to choose I posited the question I'm turning so it around I'm, I'm all Why good you? <laughs> <laughs> you bastard no honestly honestly I would prefer the weird uh, epic rush band. Well, okay. Personally. Maybe that'll change though as we keep listening to their catalog. Maybe. There's, there's a chance. I reserve the right to not change. Yeah, well, that's up to you. Um, there's a there's something I noted about this album that I'm going to say now because we're on a track where it happens and it's already happened in a track already! So here's a fun fact for you. This album has a lot of like little bass solos i put i wrote that down that i never noticed the bass licks like the the lick man they're they're there like oh shit like i was talking about it earlier um just they're just licking and slurping everywhere like and in particular like as like real solo spots but yeah sorry I, i was just gonna say as a musician i think i don't have more respect for any artist like I, I, I'm saying that I have the most respect out of any artist that I can think of. I think Getty does the best. Like he he does oh, such a good job. Not even Rush like Getty. I think Getty wow. is is one of the best. He's the goat. Musicians around. Okay. I think the band is very very good, and they all are excellent musicians. Rush is a good band. Yeah, I think they're all excellent musicians. I agree, but. Uh, I think Getty in particular, as a musician, like just his ability to be able to, uh, I don't know if it's pitch match or what, but he just like can fuck around with the pitch a little bit and and just make it kind of both like non-conventional, but also seem to fit like just right. Mm-hmm. And, and even this, uh, even... I mean, I prefer his older stuff. Like, I, I think that stuff is ripping. Like, oh, man, that stuff is good. It sounds so well, good. Well, sorry, what do you mean by and his stuff? His, his bass? His vocals, his bass, okay. and, and uh, yeah, I suppose to a degree, his ability to do both and his ability to do then uh, synth on top of that. Um, I think all those things in combination uh, just make him, like, a really good musician. It's a little strange to me that he doesn't write a lot of his own stuff, um, but obviously musically, you know, he does. So uh, I think, man, there's like some of the bass and stuff. It's so good. Like, I don't know what it is about it. I just, 
can't get over some of that stuff i'm like listening to it oh man like I, it makes me want to play bass and i'm like <laughs> i don't know now i have to go and i have to get a bass a, a bass God, <laughs> i have to get an amp i have to get some pedals yeah. probably god and damn then it. i have to like learn and then i have to learn this like difficult you know baseline like all over yeah. the place and and getting the tone yeah well yeah. and to give neil props i think that like yeah getty uh, i wouldn't disagree getty is a fucking exemplary musician in so many regards but like to have neil Peart also like locking in with your playing as a rhythm partner is like a gift from god well, that was a match yeah a match made in heaven. it's a match made in heaven and i'm a god-fearing <laughs> christian so <laughs> just, <laughs> I was just talking about committing suicide multiple times on this episode, so I'm going to hell. Uh why was there? Right. So we get some bass solos from Getty just to tie it together. Yeah. Um love this track. Yeah, sorry, I just needed to gush about Getty a little bit there just because especially I just lately I just have been listening more intently and and I I guess part of it is I've watched a couple of interviews with him recently and I'm like man he's also just a nice guy <laughs> <You know? laughs> he is just like the yeah a perfect Canadian he just has the best responses to stuff and uh, yeah I was watching this interview uh, with I think CBC Radio and uh, the guy says something about Neil and I'm not sure if it was after his passing or before and like he's like oh I hope you guys can hang out or, or do you guys all still hang out and oh I hope I, I hope to see and I hope to see you guys and, the, and Getty answers in the most like because and I'm still not sure I think it's right around that same time because uh, he he was answering it so well he's like he's like oh I hope you guys do you guys still hang out and he's like uh, yeah you know Alex and I uh, hang out quite a bit still um, we go to visit Neil when we can and I was like man that could work both ways yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say something like oh I mean I don't I wouldn't like to see him nowadays but you know like <laughs> <laughs> no they're obviously friends and like I don't know they're, they're, that would be hard I think with anybody to be in a band together for that many years and not have you know qualms uh, qualms what is it qualms, qualms. you know uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, that being said, uh, they that's their time in the limelight. And <laughs> they do... It's interesting to make a song about it, honestly. I think it's uh, it's a unique it's a unique concept, maybe? No, I guess it's not, maybe. For, for a band to make a song about <laughs> being famous? Yeah, I guess it's not. Probably it's been done before, but... Um... But it seems more humble about it. Like, they're way more humble about it. They're like, it's about the one side of it. It's a side of it you don't hear. Well, it's definitely Neil's side of it being uncomfortable with the limelight and not being like, yeah. I'm not of, you know, bang, yeah. ladies. I just, I, I probably shouldn't swear as much as I do and be as vile as I am, don't. but whatever. Um, to tie sure. this all together with what we were just talking about, too, like, yeah, Rush is a band that, through, um, you know, as, as fans of their music, I am also fans of their, a fan of their friendship and, uh, Get and Al were obviously um, a little bit closer, I guess, than Neil was. Um, yeah. Uh, but like you said, you know, whether Getty was alluding to before or after Neil's passing, they still were very much in contact all the time, even if they weren't touring, um, if not directly. Uh, but uh, yeah, this song is kind of exemplifying uh, that side of Neil, where he is an introvert. Um, he is someone who was very uncomfortable with uh, the success that... Uh, 
this band was in particular starting to experience right now about at this time where um you know they were thrust in the limelight and he's a closed off person yeah well i think you uh summarized the underlying theme pretty well <laughs> yeah it's a nice lyrical imagery in this song i like how he sings it like the underlying theme yeah I, the other lady. It's a really great chorus. It, I have always loved how it um, starts out kind of it's it's moody and atmospheric and, and kind of reverb watched the first part of it, and then it kind of p- picks up in the second half of the chorus and gets a little more distorted. It does have a bit of a. It's almost like a slow section. In the, in the beginning. Living in the yeah. life and then it picks up, and you know, then we get the big chords. It's epic. Yeah, I yeah, I really like this song. It's uh, I really like this song, but I don't like it as much as the first three. Oh, okay. I'd say it's on par with all of them. Uh, I this is um, maybe my most played. Uh, on guitar rush song mm. uh, i learned it and played it a fuck ton in high school like i actually i think kind of covered it with a band or tried to and and what you were talking about before with tom sawyer it's like how they can kind of masterfully play in these like weird times but not make it sound weird like this song too i i wouldn't have told you this was in a strange time signature before i started learning I it on guitar and it was like oh no it's a weird time <clears throat> and uh but they make it sound so harmonious that you don't even notice. So that's exemplary. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is changing back into like 4-4, four, four, I guess. Yeah, resolving like they, into 4-4 four, four sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the a long, long awaited friend. Get that four count there, that sort of thing. Yeah, this, this, um, probably top five Alex guitar solo for me okay yeah it's fast is it fast no. i can't think of it play it for me i don't have my guitar with the whammy bar near me so i'll have to sound it out slash i'll drop it in but it's play uh, it like, with your mouth wow okay yeah it's not fast totally wrong it kind of gets fast at the end. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's it's not overly like pitchy. It's pretty emotional. It's uh, drenched in emotion. Slow, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Oh, you think it's slow now? Nothing wrong with that. That's what I said. It's slow. Isn't that what I said at the beginning? Mm. Uh, who can? Who would? How would we ever prove <laughs> what I said? There's no way of tracking. <laughs> Okay, so actually the lyrics that stuck out to me uh, uh, that I picked out here are uh, I can't pretend a stranger is a long-awaited friend. I think that's a cool line. Mm -hmm. I can't pretend a stranger is a long-awaited friend. Absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 hard, Craig, because like I said at the start of this, these al- or these songs in particular on this album are just kind of so well known that I'm just I'm at a loss for words for what to say at this point that people don't know already or haven't already formed their own opinion on. Not that people haven't already with these other tracks, but like 
This is somebody who's into Rush is like, yeah, guy, okay, we know. Yeah, this is kind of like as a big Rush fan, I'm just like, yeah, what do you, what do you say about Limelight? Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Like, what what can I well, tell okay, you? So I think I think the the interesting thing to me is is kind of what I was getting at at the beginning when we were talking about um, you know writing about being in the spotlight. I think that it's not something you see a lot. It's it sort of resonates with people because they are a bit like that, like a bit more reserved. And yeah, like is being in the the spotlight the like universal what, what dream. People want. I, I don't know. Like in person, it's, or is it just thing. a gilded cage? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I think people can vicariously feel the limelight like through the band and get that uh, that perspective, uh, I guess, of Neil's that uh, maybe it's not all it's tracked up to be, and that is why I think this it's a unique phrasing for this uh, style of content. Maybe that you know you're talking about being in a band and, and being in the spotlight. You know that it's a universal dream, but yeah, that maybe. You know, like you said, like it says, I can't pretend a stranger is a long-awaited friend. Like, yeah, I would. I, you could put yourself in his shoes as, as being at like a signing or something, and people coming up to them and just having to put on that face every time. And people, you know, like I don't know if the average listener necessarily thinks about about that about that side of it. You know, when when you're listening to most music, they don't have that. It's like a downer almost. Here's <laughs> the reality of it. Yeah, it's the reality of it exactly. Yeah. I think that that's why it's uh, unique and in for me in the in the re-listening that it's not something that I think about normally uh, as intently as the, as the lyrics like this. And I guess that's the takeaway that that maybe we you know we talked about that you know, it's the lyrics that, for me that I, I it's cool to learn about. Mm-hmm. And of note on that subject, Neil. Uh, would very seldom, you know, participate in the media circuit sort of thing to promote the band in the, in the same way that Getty or Alex would. They would often be the ones who would do interviews. And Neil wouldn't do that very often. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine having myself recorded. <laughs> and the, the camera eye. <laughs> right. The camera eye. All right. Uh, Craig, this is the last 10-plus-minute Rush Epic we're ever going to get, maybe. So, what do you think about that? Well, I think this album uh, is long. Is this album long? Well, it's probably long compared to Permanent Waves, because that one was pretty short. I don't have the full album length. But this song feels long. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so that being said, um, in your opinion, do you, A, in general... Is this a choose-your-own-adventure? Uh, oh, man, for this song, this or in general? Yeah, for this song, let's say, A, do you like the synths and think they're necessary? B, meh, it's cool, but I don't even really notice it that much. Uh, C, uh, maybe it's a bit much. Uh, D, I hate it bring more Alex back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I guess I kind of see where you're going for. I think with the way they built the song, it's like they're needed. Like, cause I'm like, I like them in the way that they function. And I'm some, like, I like the keyboard era of Rush. I'm a guitar player and I gush about Alex all the time, but I like their keyboard stuff um, a lot. Uh, that said, <laughs> this song for all of its virtues um, 
always falls a little flat for me. And it's not because of the keyboards. I was having a thought, Craig, that this song is almost like... uh, It's written in a similar-ish fashion to Xanadu, and it's almost like Xanadu 2.0 with this, like, 80s sheen now. Because they both kind of have these long intros that are establishing a mood that we've talked about before that are very keyboard-laden and kind of meandering. We're getting some drum fills, and then we kind of get into a main theme... And we're going into these parts, and we get about two verses and a couple of choruses, a guitar solo, an outro, and we're done. Um, So I feel like there are some striking similarities between those two songs. Uh, And at this point, I feel like, you know, as I was talking about before, Rush is, they're really honing their craft. Like, they're just, like, writing songs more concisely. They're using all the skills that they've learned with these previous albums and and to, to make these songs now. But something, yeah, it's something about this, the song falls short to me. Uh, It feels more like a well-crafted song. Like, I see how well-crafted it is, the craftsmanship, the sounds. It should be better than it is. But it should be better than, it's missing, like, passion or fire. Like, I feel like Rush didn't want to be doing this anymore. And they stopped. They didn't do this anymore. Like, they were like, we're not doing progressive long songs anymore and they did this one and to me that's what it sounds like like it's yeah. it's and again and it's not because it's like I like it fine but it just There's falls short this, I, I, there are things in the song that I like and yeah. I, I just like generally agree with you like you know uh, 650 is excitedly you know more of my rush alley uh, there It does sound. I yeah, I totally agree. It sounds like a bit like a rush. Or, <laughs> it sounds, sounds, it sounds like a rush song. It sounds like an '80s song. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not so sure you could just like classify, pick out some of these other songs by date as much as like uh, a song like this. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention this was released February 12th, 1981. Yeah. Okay. Early '80s. Mm-hmm. Um, I and there's like weird. I don't know if you noticed this actually, but there was like a couple. of weird artifacts on the album i don't know if they're meant to be there or not they just sound like sounds like oh 850 856 and 858 there's like voice or sound or oh something. yeah well they do have some weird low mixed audio like voice samples in the song so there was even a snopes okay. kind of thing where some people thought that there was a part where getty burps into the mic and goes oh god and it's really just some british guy going like hello and somebody being like hello gov yeah i don't like yeah some of the tones and the sounds are weird and it is a little off-putting. Mm-hmm. But is that kind of, like, are they, are, is some of that intentional? Like, is it sort of, like, an accidental when you're playing the piano or whatever and you, you like, in, intentionally play right. an accidental, uh, you know, create tension or relief? Yeah. Or, you know, is, okay, so, it, and is the function of the synth to sort of, like, complement the, like, just complement the style but not the, music so much like mm. it seemed to me like there was a couple of times where i'm like wow, this is what like it's just cheesy yeah it's like what like is it's... the function of this right now like it's almost keyboard for yeah. keyboard's sake like they haven't quite yeah. figured out how to use them 
at the forefront in a in a good way. It, and then and then there's like these weird. Why do they? Why does it sound like musical theater a couple of it times? It does. Like they, like what? I don't understand what it is about that that sounds like it's just chorusy or or I don't well, know. Well, that one's really major key. Yeah. Well, I guess there's a few things that might feel that way. To me, there's the part where it's kind of that keyboard that's just going. Like that part. Uh, okay, like right, that's right. a bit like high school theater or something to me. Um, and it sounds funny. Like yeah. the I wish it was doing something a bit more noodly, a bit more interesting, but it's just very straight. Uh, and um, and then the the verse it's like chopsticks it sounds like chopsticks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take on chopsticks. Here you go. Um, and the verse part is very you know peppy upbeat happy rush sound. But the the first so the first verse is about New York and the second verse is about London. In the city, it sounds like a musical theater. <laughs> it does. It's this is Rush doing Cats basically. The closest we're gonna get to Russian Cats. <laughs> Not Russian cats. Other... Rush and cats. <laughs> uh... Uh, I think this is a rare instance of the lyrics actually not quite syncing up with the um, music as well for the first verse, <laughs> where it's describing the New Yorkers and it's like, uh, what does it say? Something in forbidding, stern faced. What do they fucking say? Let me look it up. So the first portion of lyrics for the first verse are grim-faced and forbidding their faces close tight the angular mass of new yorkers but it's like along with like the most happy jolly sounding music ever like yeah the angular mass of new yorkers, yorkers. Da, da, da. <laughs> like that part's cool um, yeah, but the music weird. doesn't quite match that set of imagery. It kind of zooms out a bit more after that, and it's like they chase through the streets. They're like going through traffic, like that. I'm kind of imagining more like from a zoomed out view. The city and the music kind of makes more sense. But when it's like describing scowling, pissed off people in like a New York subway, kind of with this music, it doesn't quite work for me. Uh, yeah, I guess I didn't think that hard about the lyrics on this one. To be honest, I, I, it felt right. Like, I don't know exactly what she was saying, but this, you know, the new, the, in the city line, that, that, like, that's cool. Like, it's a cool, it's a nice delivery and, and it does, like, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. yeah. My favorite part of the song is the, I feel the sense of possibility. <laughs> and then there's the classic, you know, yeah. <laughs> and the drums behind it are sick. It's the snare on every on beat. <laughs> Ja, 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 ja. Yeah. That sick. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I like that. Uh, the solo falls a little flat for me too. It feels Which very solo. The guitar solo near the end. Uh, so like at nine nineteen. Yeah, probably close to there. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. I said it's pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah. It. What is it playing for me? What does it sound like? I can't think. Well, of it just it feels overly rehearsed to me. The first half is actually all right, and it's more outside, I guess, as I was talking about before. Um, it's more the second half that annoys me a bit. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That almost sounds like a King Crimson song. Well, There's a King Crimson song. That's like yeah, that. kind of. Or it's like it sounds like a Kirk <laughs> Hammett lick. Like it sounds like every Kirk Hammett guitar solo <laughs> to me. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. 
Okay, so you're like, what are you talking? You're you're maybe at like a six and a half, seven out of ten. Well, as I've said before, this seven. is rush, so I can't have them go under B plus. So yeah, yeah, but in the rush, in the rush scope, in the rush scope, yeah, the song is probably a big fat like six for me. Okay. Um, I like, and again. <laughs> not to besmirch it but i don't hear people talking about this song much either not like i talk no. to a lot of rush fans a lot but no. like for all the success from this album and you know for how hardcore the fandom is i don't hear people being like yeah the camera eye so i think i'm probably not in the minority um i wish i liked it more but like i you know kind of tried to explain earlier it just falls short for me i think that they were done with doing this sort of music and and that's what it sounds like so yeah yeah i mean i agree with that i think it's not it's a it's a worse version of like how you were saying what, uh, what or, which, uh, xanadu xanadu it's like a, it's like a slightly worse like take on that style yeah yeah totally and like i am throwing some musical theater <laughs> it's it's too bad because i can imagine a xanadu with like more of these updated digital kind of synth sounds and how that could be cool but just at this point it I just imagine them playing this song and they're just like, you can't see it, but I'm just so straight faced right now. Like, I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> There's no passion behind it. All right. Pretty okay. critical so, about the camera eye. Sorry, gang. Yeah, no, I, I think I agree with that. I'm not really that much of a fan of it either. And I think it's probably one of my least favorite songs up to this point. Yeah. It's, it's one of the worst in the past few albums, that's for sure. Okay, so next, witch hunt. Oh, she, wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh. Ask next. Ask <laughs> next again. Rewind. Okay, so the next one. Which? The the. <laughs> witch hunt. Witch hunt. Oh, was I supposed to say that? I don't know. I'm so glad okay. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you know my first notice here? That I think it's hilarious and probably untrue, I don't know, but is uh Phil Collins drums. It reminds me of, I don't know why I thought at the time it reminds me of Phil Collins. Okay. I don't know. I don't know I don't Phil Collins know. enough, so no comment, but it is maybe it's like the calling in the you know the I can feel it calling hmm. in the air tonight. Wait, and who is this? Like, doom, 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 doom. Phil Collins. Phil Collins. Yo, Phil Collins puts his last name in the song. I can hear <laughs> Colin. <laughs> what the what, fuck? Is that, honestly, I could be mistaken. It's not my. It's not like a someone I follow or anything. I don't really listen to No, I think you're right. Guys. He's the Genesis guy, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I think we've stumbled I... onto something. He's like subtly advertising himself in this song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is, this is a pretty different song, though. Like, mm -hmm. why does it sound so different? I, I, I like the drums. Something about the drums are was way like, I don't know. It's like tone. It's a different tone. No, maybe I. I could be a bit not, better. Not the, at, like production. not the drum tone itself, but oh, it's the production. You think? Well, I was gonna ask you if you meant like production wise, it sounded different. No, just, like, I don't stylistically. mean stylistically. Is what I mean. Yeah, I don't know. They're just trying trying out a different. Uh... Trying to do a different thing. I don't know. Uh, the intro. Yeah, I like it though. It sounds almost like doom. Like I don't know. Pretty doomy. The intro keys were written by Hugh Syme, a uh, cover artist. The intro 
keys. Yeah, so the do 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 do. It sounds like something that like we're about to read a story about yeah, a, a witch or something. Story. The narrator's gonna come on and tell us about a witch. It's a witch hunt. Yeah. So it makes it sense. It is it is a witch hunt, and I realize it is it's almost like I don't know if witch hunt is the right term. Like really, it should be straw man. I mean, I guess, but it's that they're similar enough. Like yeah, I guess. I wouldn't say I, this and, song isn't about a witch hunt because I listen to it. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what they're describing. <laughs> but they're like hunting a witch. <laughs> they're like, find the straw man, string him up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So cut. there's. A, I don't. Cut. I don't know what. Else. <laughs> what was I talking about here? There's a two seventeen. It goes ah. That part's epic. That's a beautiful vocal moment from Getty. That this is another one that I heard slash saw this live before I listened to the album track. Um, I think this is one of the last Rush albums I bought because I just was like, I fucking heard all these songs, dude. I don't need. I don't need this album. Um, <laughs> Look, I've heard it. Okay. But yeah, that one part, the oh, it's like Disney yeah, princess. So oh, I love it. I can't do it, but in full side of. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. That may not be head voice. Maybe and the synth is. is oh, and the synth is cool there. You do do. Yeah, you do 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 do. So this is a part of a trilogy, Craig. Oh. So we're going to be hearing other parts in the subsequent albums. Oh, shit. Little teaser. Witch hunt. <laughs> Even witchier. <laughs> hunt the witches again. Witch hunt 3D. Okay, so speaking of the synth, though, man, the synth in this song, like as opposed to the last song, Camera Eye, the synth in this song seems so much more like on point. Like, there's yeah. so much. It's it's like, yeah, I that that's that's where synth should be. Like, the last one, they were like, "Well, throw some synth here," yeah. but no, this they're like, you know, three thirty eight synth, you know, soundscape. Like, oh. Yeah, it just seems more tastefully, and um, it it paints a picture as Rush is known to do. It 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 fits the lyrics more. Like it has a lot of these nice kind of bell tones that uh, we've talked about before. I'm a bell fan. You're maybe not as much, but it like it evokes yeah. that. It, it 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 fits perfectly within the song. It's like you're saying these, these synths are very masterfully placed and selected, yeah. and and the mix too is really good and uh the like how they do like layered vocal effect uh they, there's like this it's like a 356 there's a uh yeah uh getty does this uh vocal bit that i think it sounds really cool yeah well so that's probably at the final like i guess the climax of the song which i think does a really good job kind of summarizing uh a witch hunt in a kind of artful way whereas the whole song it's kind of describing it um, in a very visual way, uh, which which is cool. Uh, but then we get 
quick to judge, quick to anger, slow to understand, ignorance and prejudice. Slow to understand. And fear. So cool. Ignorance and prejudice and fear walk hand in hand. So I, I really wanted to get through that because it feels so important. But um, yeah. Sorry. I, I didn't no, no. Off. It's I, okay. I, well, it's it's I funny heard that it you did. As you were saying it, I heard it. And uh, I had to do it. That's okay. I'm glad you did. But you ruined the episode. But I hate you. But <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> Good luck doing this by yourself. Solo. Yeah. Um. Uh, the bass tones, too. The bass tones. Again, like, man. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Ugh. You know, uh, yeah. The the last song has maybe my favorite bass tone, but this album has some crunchy fucking bass. God, they're good. It's oh, so crunchy. Love them. Yeah. Just gotta love them. Just gotta have them. So the music of this song is good. Um, I like this song, but and I like it more than The Camera Eye, but this oh, is yeah. kind of, again, we're getting into B-plus territory for me. But I, I really like that vocal section. That's the highlight of the song for me. Yeah, that, I mean, I agree. I agree with that. It's not like point, you know, front leading song that I show someone, uh, you know, that I'm introducing to Rush. Right. Maybe if it was someone who wanted to hear like a heavier early 80s Rush song or something. Someone who's into Phil of. Collins. Yeah. Or like Ozzy. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, Ozzy has used the same kind of bell synth tones. Uh, I think it's in You're No Different to me. They at least have a similar vibe but um so aussie fans probably hear this and they're like Mm. fuck yeah man (laughs) it sounds like they're slightly jamaican british people are like fuck yeah man fuck yeah man (laughs) that was strictly jamaican that was just an aussie fan it could have been anyone that's just a regular aussie fan from australia Mm -hmm. i'm gonna give you one final fun fact about this song uh, and that's that at the beginning you hear all this like shouting, like it sounds like a mob, you know, yeah. starting a witch hunt. Um, and that was maybe mostly Alex could have been other members of the band or the crew or something, but it reminds partic- me of the, sorry. Oh, just in particular, you can hear Alex in there and apparently they just got really drunk outside and recorded <laughs> themselves. And uh, there's one point where Alex says something about fucking football. If you listen really carefully, <laughs> like, fucking football. Fucking football. Yeah. So. Fun fact. That's funny. Yeah. Um, but I was, what I was going to say, it reminds me, the beginning part reminds me of the cover of, speaking of Aussie, although not, uh, it reminds oh. me of the cover of Mob Rules. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Most people yeah. won't understand what that means. That was a little reference yeah. for deep cut. This reminds you of Dio era Sabbath, not Aussie era Sabbath. No, it reminds me of the cover of oh. Dio era Sabbath. Right, okay, yes. well, <laughs> just that cover just i don't know why Mob that rules. picture it comes to mind when i think of uh, uh, just that it's it, listening to this that's what came to mind in the beginning yeah well that's perfect because it is like an angry mob at the beginning so that fits yeah. as well as it could yeah yeah okay, okay. well which this is a song long is album next? so uh it's a sign check, to wrap it up I, I don't know if i'm sleeping or we better check my vital signs baby <laughs> it went so hard on the puns there i love it <laughs> i was trying that one like was a struggle that one was good <laughs> no it was it was great um yeah. vital signs yeah <laughs> fell flat <laughs> uh, i was flatlined there but uh yeah we have a bit go. more life in us and a bit more life on this album vital signs um, uh fortunately saves i guess the second side of this album from being okay almost, almost a 
a train wreck by Russia's standards for me. <laughs> this is the closest <laughs> they come to a train wreck in the crown jewel oh, of albums that we're in right All now. Right. You know? As in they started off good and then ended poorly. Like, yeah. Well, but okay. vital size train wreck to me is like a train wreck is the whole, like it's a train wreck is the, is right. The well, it's more like the caboose almost dislodged or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, this song's cool. It's kind of uh, futuristic sci-fi reggae sounding. Right? Everybody need reverse polarity. Yeah. yeah. Everybody got to elevate from the norm, which I, I love that message. From the norm. From the norm. Uh, well, let's not talk about that outro part of the start because that part okay. is fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, this song is cool and it does have my favorite bass tone on the album at the part hmm. where it's like, everybody got a shapeshifter. At 116, because I wrote down bass tone 116. Yeah, Maybe that's it. It's, it's the, I mean, the crunch is unreal. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. So I've heard good. it is. Just... And yeah, I see what you're saying with the, the reggae thing a little bit. Like this song's pretty reggae. Yeah, well, it's fun. So I learned this one on guitar and there's kind of a polyrhythmic thing going on where the guitar. It does canon of itself or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like. It's weird. So the guitar is going. Da, 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 da. And then, it, <laughs> and then it resets like oh yeah that's tough I, I would hate to learn that yeah it's that would be a struggle for me yeah well i'm a genius so it was easy for me um, that's true okay yeah the drums sound electronic is that true yes there are electronic drums in this okay yeah, um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I like the the tone of the electronic drums. I'm not sure if it's for me. Well, yeah, this was kind of some of the only times Terry was ever trying to record Neil on electric drums, so it makes sense that there would be some uh, limitations. Pain. There. Yeah, some yeah, sure. yeah. They do that a lot more going forward, but this is almost like a Grace Under Pressure tune on um, mm. on moving pictures because, in particular, on that album, I feel like Neil really. Uh, goes in that direction of writing lyrics with these like machinery robot kind of uh images i guess that are evoked mm. on this song as well where it's like circuits yeah you know, you know stuff like that <laughs> it's kind of yeah it's kind of a sci-fi sci-fi song mm -hmm. yeah it's it's to me this more than any song represents how they sound going forward which i guess makes sense as a closer because it's like yeah for the for the final song, like how long is this song? Do it's pretty short. Uh, yeah, it has a weird length. Like it, to me, it's like, like in the ending too. They're like, okay, we're done. Yeah, well, it fades for a yeah, long it time. fades out. But that's what I mean. They're like playing, and then it just kind of it's like we're done. Like yeah. it's not like they don't carry on or end it. Like I feel like a lot of these songs, they just like they end. Like they end it. Oh they, right. You know, the end it. And the, out, yeah, this yeah. one doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't. They're like, all right, we're done. Right. The, the irony of, of it is that it's the ending song and it doesn't. Yeah, end. yeah. And that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. It's the final song and it's, it's short. And out, after like a long song, or not, wow. I guess Witch Hunt isn't crazy long, but yeah. uh, I was thinking more of the camera eye. Like, the, after a long album, it feels like the, the whole album is pretty long. So, you know, and then they just end it with this kind of short taste of a different style. It's kind of a weird ending song to me. Yeah, it's not choice. Um, again, for me, it works, if only because, in my opinion, in my subjective opinion, I just like it more than the other two, even though it does sound different. I don't know. It works for me. 
I really do like the outro. And there's one part you'll probably note, I'll drop it in. Maybe you did write it down. Uh, when Getty's kind of repeating that refrain at the end, that everybody got to elevate and escalate from the norm. There's one point where it like distorts his voice in some way, where it gives it a <laughs> vibrato, and it's like everybody got that's to elevate enough. from the like it's oh, so cool, like yeah. it's so uh, exaggerated. Uh, <laughs> so it's sick. It's like he's turning into a machine as he's singing it. Yeah, the the lyrics and the vocals are are pretty a pretty good example of why like it's weird like why rush is kind of like sets itself apart i think in a, in a lot yeah of the, i don't think many people write lyrics in this way i think they're very creative like yeah it's kind of just writing about the human condition but just giving it this machinery sort of like sheen like looking at it through the eyes of like machinery or something a man sheen whoa <laughs> 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 end the episode that's it folks <laughs> packing her in yeah okay i mean i don't have much else to say about that song i liked it it wasn't as big uh as the first three or four for me i like the first three mostly on this album fine lights okay vital signs is okay witch hunt is okay okay to me i'd say that camera eye is okay and witch hunt is okay Camera eye is bad to me. I have to, I have to well, say, the first to me, the first time I'm gonna say, I I would not go out of my way. Like if this, if that one came on, I might actually get up. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I'm I'm in a similar boat. It's yeah, it makes me sad. It brings a tear to my eye. Because I guess for somehow... everybody's gotta have one though. I mean, yeah. everybody gotta have reverse polarity sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay well and just again because i don't feel like i give vital signs enough cred sorry yeah, no it's, it's okay it's just uh and, and it's not like there really is anything else to say about it but i think i i just do want to say vital signs is a is a great song and i feel bad i feel like as a listener i should listen to it more but and here's where i tie it into talking about the whole album like i said before because this album has so many hits it's hard for me to actually go and listen to it nowadays because so many of the songs are just so objectively yeah, I just hear them enough. I've heard them so many times. It's like Paranoid by Black Sabbath. It's like I've heard Iron Man and War Pigs and that and all that a million times. And and, and the same sort of thing. I've, I've learned them on guitar and stuff. Like, I'm just like, I'm kind of done with those songs. So I don't need to listen to them much nowadays. So like some of those like little gems in there, like Vital Signs, um, you miss out on because I'm not going back to it much. So that's a bit of a shame. But that's my own weird bias um, that I think, you know, you can kind of argue makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't make it a habit, really, of going back and listening to songs. I just, like, I find a lot of times songs happen to me. Like, I <laughs> find them or they are playing on the radio or whatever. Like, I find a lot of Rush. I, it's inescapable if, to not hear Rush for me uh, and many people because I think you walk around and hear the radio and you're going to come across Rush. But, uh, you know, and then it's a limited number of songs that you're going to come across. And that, to me, is more the shame that you don't come across you're never going to come across vital signs on the radio are you have you ever heard vital signs on the radio i don't think so i don't know if i have but that'd be fantastic yeah, I, but definitely. yeah i would think it's not typical and that would really I mean, deviate from the norm yeah <laughs> but that yeah that's the thing about going back and listening to these things is yeah i guess you you you're like oh yeah this song oh yeah mm -hmm. and then and, and i'm 
you know, even Tom Sawyer, like, fuck, when's the last time I sat down and actually listened to Tom Sawyer? Right. I've heard it on the radio and you hear it. And yeah, and that line comes on. Everyone knows that part. Yeah, you're going to recognize that whether or not you're trying to. And I mean, it's inescapable, but it is something that I really try to think objectively about and not, you know, from a known place. And I, it's like, yeah, I get why it's so popular. Like it, it makes sense to me why it's so popular that it, it hits like, like there's something about that line. And it's actually kind of a tricky thing. Like when I'm on the keyboard, my brain didn't want to do it at first. Um, but, uh, like it's kind of a unique set of keys and, and orders. I mean, not a lot of songs, I guess are like that, but yeah, there's something about certain ways that they do things that are punchy and, and they, they, they just hit a different way. Mm-hmm. And it is maybe a certain amount of nostalgia attached to it for us at this age. You know, maybe yeah. not as much as a lot of other people at a different age. We weren't alive when this came out. And, uh, you know, some people maybe listening have, have been to uh, this, you know, they've heard this song live, potentially. Um, I have. I don't know where I was going with that, but that's all I wanted to say. Okay. No, I think that's a, a beautiful summary. Um, and, and I agree with pretty much all of it. Uh, it's, okay. it's, we're at an album. It's the end of an era. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a bit sad because we're, you know, if we go back and think about 2112, we were really gushing about just like how um, passionate that album sounded. Mm. And to me, um, that isn't a thing that's going to come through in the music as much anymore, which is kind of weird to say, but it's kind of true. Yeah, I'm almost like not looking forward to hearing some of the next albums because I'm like, yeah, if I would have been more peaked, maybe I would have listened to them. And like, I I don't know if they're just in the style that I want them to be in. Like the first three songs of this album are in the style that I want them to be in. And like, I like that style of rush. I crave it. uh, And I'm a little disappointed when like other stuff happens, but uh, I mean, obviously I can't be that demanding as a, uh, (laughs) as a listener, but yeah, yeah, that's just generally how I choose her as motherfucker. That's how I feel their their direction is going though. It's further away from what I I desire to hear from from Rush that I I really appreciate from Rush specifically. Yeah, I for and me, I get I get that they're learning to incorporate new style elements, uh, you know, but it's maybe not for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we'll see going forward, and that could be true. Um, to me. Uh, it's it's more just that they're losing a component, but they're gaining enough other mm. components that it's it's still um, you know they can still manage to be my favorite band and put out albums that I listen to. And in fact, like, um, yeah, like some of these later albums I like more than Moving Pictures, like mm. by quite a margin. And in some of these, I like more than a lot of their earlier stuff, like. I still think some of these next few albums are the crown jewels of the Rush crown, you know? So I'm excited for them to develop that style more, for us to listen to that, for us to talk about that. Uh, Look, Miles, I've heard some of what you listen to, okay? (laughs) Don't don't tell. Don't tell anyone. 
Just kidding. Um, okay. So as long as the bass tone keeps getting fatter, oh, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's been getting fat up to now, you know. So. <laughs> think about that. Um, we'll talk no! about it. We'll talk but, about it next the, time. And, you know, the synth keeps clawing its way into the spotlight, but I think they're I'm probably going to. I think oh. I'm good with the amount that we that have, have maybe. now. Great. Yeah, like that's enough. <laughs> As maybe a rush a fan, yeah. <laughs> As a rush fan, I love big loud guitars and chunky bass. So I hope that that's developed in the next album. <laughs> and big, big in your face uh, drum rolls. And yeah, shit. and organic drums. And organic, normal sounding, not normal, but natural. And Getty's high pitched squeal. You can't have a rush album without that. So. Scream. Yeah, I want some... Scream want for some... me, Long Beach! Scream for me, Geddy Lee! <laughs> <laughs> I want to I wanna hear more of that guttural... Life of my heart! <laughs> I, <can't laughs> I wish well, I could do it. Well, neither can anymore, bro. That's Fuck. the problem. I just wish I could do it. I want to belt it out every time I hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, so... That that's it. Moving well, pictures. It's a classic album, but uh, we're turning the page onto the next. Yeah, yeah. Page. And I, I mean, I hate to. We hate to rush off. Like well, this, good because but, it's not um, time to yet because we have to talk about the cover. Ah, fuck the cover, and we have to talk about before we talk about the cover. We should just briefly mention if you guys want to get in contact with us, we have Instagram. It's at Anthems Canada. And we also have an email. Um, please email us. We get like one email a year. A lifetime. It hasn't even, hasn't even been a year. So yeah. we're still waiting. <laughs> we're still waiting on that email. Yes. So <laughs> anthemscanada at gmail.com. Yeah. We're so lonely. We're going to try to, well, I don't know. This is no. a, a tip behind the curtain or a peek behind probably, the curtain. Hopefully we not. post some shit on Reddit. And Doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it too. <laughs> Just kidding. The cover. Um, what do you think? Uh, let me look at it. Well, uh, well, you say what you think. Um, it's one that again, I look at what I'm seeing exactly. Isn't something that my eyes look at and go, this is visually pleasing to me. Um, although, you know, the composition is fine. Uh, the framing is fine. There's nothing particularly ugly about it, but what we are seeing is a triple pun. Craig, Uh Because okay. moving pictures... They are moving pictures. There are people moving literal framed pictures. Uh, you know, it's referencing movies, moving pictures. And also the pictures are sad. They're moving and people are crying. Oh, they're moved by the pictures. Yeah, so kind of funny. Uh, funny cover. Kinda okay. Are they... I briefly read something about it being... Uh, maybe this is totally off base, but in some way, Jewish Jewish reclamation of art or something. I don't know. Like, what are these? Pe- what are these people standing there? Oh, I don't know. I mean, are, are there there are picture movers, Craig? No, but there's people standing on the stairs and they're like looking at the pictures and the one guy's like, oh, and the woman's like, oh, and there's two kids and the guy's looking down at the kids and he's like. Look, kids, uh, these are pictures. And somebody's dropped their groceries. The lady dropped her groceries. Yeah. Well, okay, but what's what's the question? You're like, who are uh, these people? Who are these people and why are they there? There's why are also they all wearing tra- red? There's also a tray. Triumvirate is the wrong word, but there's like a, 
a try thing there. Yeah, they uh, often snuck like three imagery into their covers because obviously they're a trio. Only there's five movers and five people other than movers. There's 10 people. Yeah, they fucked that up real bad. It's not even divisible by three. I, I read an interview with Hugh Slime where he said, yeah, I tried to make it three people on the cover, but I miscounted. And then afterwards, okay. Getty, Getty came into my room steaming. <laughs> he kicked the door down. Three to ten. How did you miscount, man? He said, you fucking idiot. We'll never there use you again. That- wow! <laughs> he screamed oh, no! at his door. <laughs> no, you did it again! Um, okay okay so obviously none of what i just said was true it could be you never know i don't know that that didn't happen don't actually yeah you don't actually know that it didn't happen there's a chance it happened but i've actually not heard of that happening i just uh improvised probably very probably didn't happen (laughs) yeah there's a one in twenty one twelve chance that it happened so it's actually pretty likely okay well with that we hit to rush up. <laughs> tire, tire screech. Yeah. I'm driving out of here. We were I'm co- getting out of Dodge, baby. Because we recorded this in a parking lot. Leaving New York. I'm leaving London. I Something about underpants. Yeah. And France. <sighs> All right. All right. Get out of here. Get out of here. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.